Hi everyone, Grant K here for the Flame Premium Learning Channel. In this video, we're going to go through an interoperability workflow using shared libraries. This workflow is applicable to the Flame family. So if you are using Flame Premium, Flame, Flare, Flame Assist or Luster, the shared libraries act as a means of collaborating between the applications all within a single project. All the creative seats can share clips, metadata or even entire desktops. Luster also has access to the shared libraries to access timelines. And all of its renders can go into the shared libraries to be accessed by the rest of the Flame products. This workflow should make it easier collaborating on each project and minimising media duplication. Let's quickly cover the project structure to understand why this workflow is possible with shared libraries. Now you may already know this, but when you create a project, you are creating a large entity to contain everything that will be used in the production. We are talking about a tonne of data, as I'm sure you can all appreciate. So the project needs to be further subdivided into smaller manageable sections. Within the project, each system is assigned a workspace area that contains the desktop and libraries. If only one system is working on the project, you will only have one workspace. But if you are collaborating with multiple creative seats, each system will have its own workspace. This means each system can work with their own part of the production without disturbing the other workspaces in the project. So you could have multiple flames performing finishing tasks, multiple flares could be assisting or compositing shots, and a flame assist could be conforming and versioning the production. What glues this all together is the shared libraries, which allows you to move data between workspaces. The reason for this is that the shared libraries are identical to the libraries in all the workspaces except for one very big point. The shared libraries sit independently from all the workspaces in the project. This makes the shared libraries visible to all workspaces and everyone can take turns in putting things in and taking things out of the shared libraries. As a reminder before we look at a practical example, it is imperative that you have a fast network to ensure optimal performance on all your systems. So I have created a project in Flame and I already have a timeline for my production. This could have been conformed or edited in the timeline. It doesn't really matter. However, I do have a shot that I'd like to pass over to Flare so that I can carry on with other finishing tasks in Flame. Now I'm going to build out a series of reels, folders and desktops to help me keep organised. But it's down to you and your facility to choose the best working practices in terms of organisation. So I'd like the Flare Artist to work on this shot of the green screen. There is already a background to work with. So I'll select both the green screen and the background on the bottom track. Holding SHIFT ALT, I'll drag a copy of the selection to a reel. The newly created clip takes on the name of the sequence. You can hover over the shot and press N to rename the clip. I'll call this SHOT2 ORIGINAL. To keep track of the reel, I'll also click on the name and change it to FLARE1. So this reel exists in the current working desktop with the sequence. To ensure it has a proper place in the workspace, I'll save it to a folder in my library. Meta-click over the library for the contextual menu. Create a new folder and call it to Flare1. Now drag the reel into the folder to create a copy. 
everything I have done so far is still within the confines of the Flame workspace. This means it is not yet accessible to the other Flames, Flares or Flame Assist seats working in this project. To make this data available, we'll use the shared libraries. By default, there is always a Lustre shared library for sharing metadata and media to and from Lustre. Let's create a fresh library for the Flare system. Meta-click on the Shared Libraries header and create a new shared library. This will be called Flare 1. I suggest creating a shared library per system to avoid confusion with multiple seats. Now just drag the Flare 1 folder to the Flare 1 shared library. This will now be available to the rest of the systems logged into this project. A couple points to mention here. Ensure you save the project with Control S to ensure all these changes are saved into the database so that they will update on everyone's system. Secondly, you need to release the control of the shared library in order for others to write into it. Just meta-click on the Flare 1 shared library and release the exclusive access. As an extra tip, if you go to the Preferences menu and look at the General Preferences, you will find the Lock Timeout for Shared Libraries. It is set to a 10 minutes by default. This means if the shared library remains inactive for 10 minutes, it will automatically release exclusive access. You can set whatever time you like, but I prefer to explicitly change the exclusive access when I need to. Let's go over to Flare to pick up the shots and do the composite. Beginning at the startup splash screen, you need to select the Flame system where the project resides. Even though your Flame, Flare or Flame Assist could have local storage, we are going to use the network to remotely log into the same project on the Flame workstation. In the Project pull-down menu, you will see all the projects on that system over the network. I'll select the same project that the Flame is accessing. If we look at the workspaces in this project, you can already see that there is already one for the current Flame. You can actually go into any available workspaces. However, since this flare is opening the project for the first time, choose to create a new workspace and click Start. Once Flare has launched into the Remote Flame project, it will access its own workspace with an empty desktop and library. Now if you expand the Shared Library section, you will find the library and folder that we created for Flare. Drag the folder into the Workspace library to make a copy. So if someone deletes the folder in the Shared Libraries, you will still have your copy in the Flare workspace. Now drag the clip into Batch. This clip consists of two video tracks as it was copied this way from Flame. If you double-click on the clip, you can split its tracks. This is different to exploding all the effects tools into nodes. It just breaks the video tracks back into separate clips. Now to speed things along, I have already built my flow graph. Looking at the action result, I have keyed and composited the images. At this point, I will show you two potential options on saving this work in order to get it back to Flame. You could drag out a render node and render the results to the batch render reel. Just remember to select the render node and T-click on one of the source clips. This will carry across the resolution, duration and source timecode of the source clip. I'll quickly render the result. In addition to this, I'll give the batch a name, like Shot2, and make a snapshot. 
so I have a final render and the snapshot to make changes if needed. The second option is to select the last node before the render node and create a BFX clip. This creates a clip that contains the setup as well as the final render output. Let's rename this to Shot2BFX. You can render it now, or you can render it later in Flame. The choice is yours. Drag a copy of this clip from the Batch section to a reel in the desktop. Let's just go ahead and rename the reels. I'll rename the Batch Render reel to Final Render. And I'll also rename the reel with the BFX clip to BFX Render. Now you can save the individual reels if you choose, but I would like a complete save of all my work to the library. So I'll rename the desktop to Flare 1 Shot 2. Now click the Save button to save the desktop to the library. Everything I've done so far is contained all in the Flare workspace. To make this accessible to Flame, you need to copy the desktop to the shared libraries. Meta click on the Flare library and choose to acquire exclusive access. This allows you to write the data to this shared library. Drag the whole desktop into the Flare library. The copy has now been created. Meta click on the shared library again and release the exclusive access. Finally, remember to press Ctrl S to save the libraries and the project state. Back in Flame, we can refresh the shared libraries and the updates should now be available. I'll drag the Flare One Shot 2 desktop into the workspace library. Now I could load the entire desktop if required, but all I am interested in is the rendered results. I'll just load the reels to the desktop. Now you could perform a swap shot if you choose. However, to keep track of the work, I am going to drag my rendered clip to the sequence and snap it above the original shots. If there are any issues with alignment, you can check the timecodes as we copy them to the rendered clip in Flare. Now if you need to refine the work coming from Flare, you can always switch to Batch. Drag the snapshot from the Flare desktop into the Batch area. So here is everything that was done to produce the result. You can modify this and produce another version. The second option we had for the shared library's workflow was the BFX clip that was created in Flare. Go back to the Timeline area and drag the BFX clip onto the new track above the sequence. The result will be no different than the other rendered clip. Except if you need to refine this clip, you just go into it through the BFX editor and make the changes. As I mentioned at the beginning of this video, all the Flame products use the same shared library structure. And because of this, you have an interoperability workflow between Flame Premium, Flame, Flare, Flame Assist and Luster. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching and please subscribe to the Flame Premium Learning Channel for future videos.